rise of science and technology introduce a mechanical order into our human experience. We have been taught to associate rationality with science and to link reason with the logical and analytical evaluation of information in an objective and detached way. And so we now live in a world where we are asked to make rational decisions that will affect entire chaotic ecosystems. And in this process, we have lost touch with the profound potential present in the mysterious forces of uncertainty and chaotic self-organization. Art, by contrast, presents us with an interesting insight into the hidden potential that lies in those dynamics and forces that we don't quite understand. However, before we can take advantage of this hidden potential, we first need to find an artist that can show us the way. This is Peace and Conflict Fundamentals. I am Andres Jimenez. into action you are ready to become involved and you are particularly curious about how you can begin to work within a transrational approach well the first thing that you need to remember is how limited is your power and your ability to achieve much of what you might want Remember that a transrational approach teaches us that your mere presence in a given context has the potential to profoundly alter the local power dynamics in highly chaotic and unpredictable ways. As I have outlined in previous episodes, who you are or who you represent your baggage interacts with local dynamics in deeply complex ways that you very likely will not even be aware of. I cannot stress this point enough. And so this brings us to the truly difficult question of how can we attempt to do our work through a transrational perspective while at the same time, working within organizations and frameworks that still function very much within a mechanistic 
Cartesian paradigm. This is certainly no easy challenge to address, and there are naturally no simple answers. But a starting point is to remember that our work and our range of action will always be limited to certain boundaries. Whether you are representing an organization with a very specific mandate or acting within the direct responsibilities of your role as part of a larger institution, we all have limitations to what we can do and to how far we can go. We are limited by the responsibilities of our role or the resources that we have at our disposal. And yes, boundaries can often be a deeply frustrating aspect of our work, but they also play a key and necessary role in how we can approach our work. Boundaries help to frame and restrict our work. They limit our available options and they restrict our frame of focus. And as a result, they provide a more clear start point where you can begin your exploration. If boundaries were inexistent, we could easily be overwhelmed by the sheer number of available possibilities. Now this could eventually lead us to the complex dilemma of how to adopt a transrational approach to our work that at the same time doesn't directly impose or dominate local dynamics and needs. How to navigate the potential minefield that is to reproduce our common tendencies to intervene and direct, to instruct and organize, and to directly reproduce what we have been trained to do in similar situations and contexts. Well, one interesting and provocative option is represented to us by the historical figure of the Joker or Trickster. Throughout history, in cultures around the world, we can often find the existence of a disruptive figure that uses spiritual powers, magic, or laughter to disrupt the traditional norms and moral customs. The clown, the trickster, the hayokan, the shaman. In certain cultures, this character can even take the form of a woody animal like a fox, a raven, or a dragon. Their name or specific role may vary from culture to culture, 
but often these general characteristics are still commonly shared. And the trickster is often considered to be part of two different worlds. It is not a complete stranger, but it's also unlike any other member of the community. It is at times a distant and often mysterious character that at the same time uses a playful and mischievous attitude in order to defy and subvert the conventional power structures and norms. Interestingly, it is this outsider notion and the special status that is attributed to this character that often serves as protection from any type of retribution. This character's embodiment of chaos and disorder also often reduces the possibility that it might be perceived as a direct threat to the dominant power holders. And so, when we are asked how to do our work from a transrational perspective, I look to the trickster, the clown, or the shaman for inspiration because they are able to use their outsider nature as a source of strength and their playful and mischievous attitude in order to disarm the dominant power holders while at the same time introducing the community members to new ideas and challenging perspectives. A crucial point to note is that tricksters don't command or direct. They don't rule over others. They traditionally are not the dominant power holders. However, they have the ability to subtly introduce new ideas into the system. They have the capacity to challenge the dominant values and the commonly accepted understandings. Almost like magicians, they're able to bring into the present alternative perspectives or realities that profoundly contrast with what is considered normal. In a similar way, our position as outsider insiders can place us in a privileged position to play this role. We might have managed to gain a certain level of acceptance in the context where we are doing our work. And at the same time, our position as outsiders gives us access to information and energy absent from this context. However, embracing this role can also potentially require a radical transformation from how we have traditionally conducted our work. It requires that we begin to embrace uncertainty and unpredictability 
as well as the moving away from deterministic initiatives. And it even means letting go of our tendency to look for equilibrium-oriented approaches that seek to keep all elements within the system in a state of imposed balance. Working as a trickster instead means the releasing of our sense of control and assisting in the emergence of systems that can thrive in a state of chaotic equilibrium. Systems that are in constant adaptation and symbiosis with their direct environments and context and that don't require or depend on the constant support, funding or assistance provided by external actors and institutions. It also requires that we shift our attention from linear result-oriented initiatives to unpredictable non-linear outcomes. And it especially requires that we embrace the so-called butterfly power, which is a concept from chaos theory that attempts to shed light on the profound power present in small and seemingly inconsequential actions that can eventually snowball and produce profound and highly unexpected consequences. After all, how can a teacher or a counselor, a mentor or a parent really measure the degree to which they influence and inspire someone that eventually goes on to profoundly change her community or her society? The trickster is able to perform the dance of chaotic transformation. And I believe that this recognition truly allows us to establish a place and an importance for energetic and transrational outcomes to our interventions. Outcomes that most likely will never be directly measured, determined, or even noticed. In a world obsessed with the power of reason and the analytical processing of data and information, art has in many ways become marginalized, and its transformational potential has been consistently underestimated. However, artists are tricksters that open up possibilities for creative disruption and transformation. The nuances and difficulties of doing our work as a trickster are highly complex and they require a remarkable ability to observe and connect with local realities and to approach new contexts 
with a beginner's mind, open to new context-specific adaptations and realities. This is why I consider this work to be an art form. It is deeply tailored work that requires a radical shift away from technical standardized implementations and towards deeply creative and collective processes. The challenge still remains to gradually release our need for control and clarity and for finding ways of integrating this paradigm within the boundaries established by our work in our context. Overcoming these challenges in a playful and mischievous way is truly the work of an artist trickster.